Hey guys, hope you're having a great day. Today I wanted to talk about a common thing with these interest rates going up lately. And in particular, I wanted to talk about buying a house. So I'm sure some of you, especially those like maybe you're transitioning into practice or maybe you're moving or maybe you're thinking about upgrading homes. I'm sure there's a segment of you guys listening in that are either thinking about or are actively in the process of buying a home and maybe even selling a home, or maybe you're thinking about renting versus buying. With these interest rates going up quite a bit, mortgage rates for homes have also gone up a lot. And so it's changed the game a little bit on this whole buying a house for those of you guys that are financing it. I'm assuming most of you in that camp that are thinking about this are financing it. If you're paying for it in cash, that's a different story. You don't have to really worry so much about mortgage rates, obviously. But I wanted to talk through, you know, what to be thinking about as if you're in that camp of potentially buying a home with all these much higher interest rates, particularly mortgage rates. So first thing, I've said this multiple times before, I'm not a big fan of rules of thumb, and this is a good example of why. So with mortgage buying or home buying, a lot of people will say like, stick to two and a half times your income for a house price. There's a there's multiple different like examples of rules of thumb of like limits to establish on home purchase prices. These can be okay, but the problem is that they change based on multiple factors, external factors like the mortgage interest rate that we're going to talk about. Also, they don't incorporate what's most important to you. I think the home purchase decision, one of the biggest factors should be what's most important to you. And ideally, it's based on your values. I'll link to a another podcast I did where I talked about some of the most common mistakes physicians make in their financial planning. And I'll give you, you know, the biggest takeaway from that, I'll tell you now is they fail to incorporate their values. And the house is a common example of that, where the cultural pressure is to spend more and have bigger. Whereas oftentimes people say things like family and experiences are most important. That is in direct conflict with buying a bigger house. So the more you spend on the house, the more you have to work and earn money away from your family. And so I think the most important decision around buying a home, first of all, should be what's most important to you and making sure you're clear on that. And then starting to craft your budget or your target price range or whether you rent versus buy around that values system you've identified. The costs have come way up, as I mentioned, with mortgage interest rates going up. So I'll give you an example. So if you're getting a million dollar mortgage, not long ago, like mortgage interest rates for a 30 year mortgage were were like 3% range. And so for a $1 million mortgage, that would be 4216 per month. So 4216 per month would be the principal and interest payment. Now you have to add taxes and insurance and other costs to that, but that'd be like the baseline payment for the house for the mortgage, the loan itself. Now, nowadays as of this recording, so this is like early April 2023, interest rates are more like in the 6 or 7, maybe even 7.5% range for a 30-year mortgage. So a 7% mortgage, 30-year fixed the payment would be 6653 per month. So 6653 per month. So over more than 2000, so an increase of more than 2000 per month just purely because of the interest rate change. So that's a 
pretty big number. That's like after-tax income, 2000 plus, 2400 roughly per month more just because interest rates have gone up. And on top of that, maintenance costs, improvement costs, all those things have gone up as well. And so all things being equal, you for sure cannot afford the same house um, now versus when interest rates were 3%. And so it's important to really think about that. And like I said earlier, like values are most important. But when you start to get down to the actual cost and the numbers part, you got to look at you know, these interest rates and how they've changed and start to kind of crunch. When you start to crunch the numbers, you're going to see that it's going to be a little harder to make things work. The other thing I'll throw out there with interest rates being higher, it's kind of skewed the numbers towards renting versus buying. So I think renting is always worth considering. I would, I'll link to a podcast where I really dig into renting versus buying the decision around that. And I talk about like throwing out the rent versus buy rules of thumb. And so with this interest rate increase, it's made the break-even point take, you know, be a little bit longer for rent versus buy. Depending on what your plan is, it might make sense, you know, especially if your plan is shorter timeline for the house or your the more uncertainty you have or just life in general, like, you know, maybe you're single and not sure where you want to work and you're starting a new job and all that's uncertainty. That tends to lend itself better to renting versus if you're going to be there forever and you're steady and secure and stable, you know, that that's a lean towards buying, but it's worth considering. I think the rent versus buy numbers and the higher than normal, the higher interest rates for mortgages has skewed that calculation a little bit more towards renting. I think the most important thing though, to consider as you're exploring this decision of, you know, how to how much to spend or whether or not to buy given the higher than the normal mortgage rates is what's your financial plan. I saw some research recently. It was from White Good Investor on how many of the physicians in his group have a written financial plan. And the group that is completing this survey, I would say is skewed more towards like hardcore into their personal finance, like geeks. And so I think the number was like 49% of them don't have a written financial plan, which was surprisingly high to me that that many of them don't have a written financial plan. So I think that's the most important thing, especially when you go through these big decisions like this is to have a written plan. Because what a plan does, a good financial plan helps you like iron out like what is most important to you. So what are your values? I talked about that a minute ago. And then ideally you set the goals based on those values. So a goal might be like, how much do I want to spend on a home or am I going to rent versus buy or whatever? And then you start to get into the numbers of how to make all that work. So if say values, family, time, traveling experiences are most important, having a nice home is important, but it's like not number one on the list. And so ideally you set a goal that is reflective of those values and say the home price you're targeting is 500,000. And then you start to work the numbers to make sure all that's going to work. Given your, you know, personal circumstances, like your income, your assets, liabilities, that kind of thing. So a good financial plan is, is a fantastic tool for helping you work through these sorts of decisions. And it will be like, it's an evolving thing, like, cause interest rates change, your values change, your goals change, all that stuff changes over time. 
So I think the biggest takeaway is to have a financial plan, but also like allow it to evolve as things like this, like interest rates, mortgage interest rates change, continue to tweak that over time as those sorts of things change and as your circumstances change. And so we have, we can help with that one-on-one. I, my primary day job is financial, is doing financial planning with physician families. And I started a business to help people do that. And so we do that all day long. You can do that yourself. You are completely capable of doing it. There's all kinds of resources. This podcast is one. Educating yourself is fan- fantastic either way. But either way, I think the biggest takeaway is having taking the step to write it down. And you know whether you do it yourself, whether you hire help, the biggest thing is that you have a financial plan. Hope this has been helpful and look forward to talking again next time. Please know that anything I've said today in this podcast should not be considered advice. It is completely for educational and entertainment purposes only. It would be best to view me as just another guy talking about money on the internet. For advice, please consult your advisors. If you don't happen to have a financial advisor already, I happen to know a firm that's absolutely fantastic. It's actually the firm I started and currently run now, Ren Financial Planning. And we would love to get to know you better and see if we might be able to help. Feel free to reach out anytime to schedule an introductory meeting. You can find more info about us at www.renfinancial.com.